Welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Oh, hello. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Welcome back to the show about love and murder. And horror movies. Oh, yeah. Which are things that I also really love. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love the shit out of scary movies, I'm not going to lie. Alright, so this is the movie where the guy who loves the shit out of scary movies tries to show me, his girlfriend, who doesn't like scary movies, scary movies. Yeah. And I react poorly, and then we dissect them after. Enjoy. Yeah. Please to, join us. used to be that you had like such a limited knowledge, but now I think you've seen more scary movies than most regular people I've have. seen more Terry O'Quinn movies than I thought I ever would. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, I think before we get started, I just want to make a quick announcement statement thing. Okay. Uh, I just want to go out and say that for the past couple weeks, maybe three weeks, my life has been super hectic. I've been to Texas for work. Uh, I'm doing an internship for grad school. I'm kind of all over the place. I'm super, super busy. So if you enjoyed this podcast... And are like, holy shit, this has happened every week and you guys haven't missed one. That's incredible. That is because of Cindy, not because <laughs> of me. Oh. I've been doing a lot of just like, hey, here's what it's. I'm here to talk. I love this movie. Let's watch it. Oh, and then she's handling a lot of like the editing and putting everything together <laughs> and making sure that shit actually is happening because her life is crazy busy, but is weirdly slightly less busy than mine at the moment Mm -hmm. so thank you and all the credit goes to her if there's something wrong if you're in your car if you're wherever you're at and you hear this just give a you know weird awkward solo round of applause to cindy because this is all her hard work and dedication well thank you dear that was very sweet is that my valentine's day present no it's not even valentine's day we're recording this shit back in what Stop, you're gonna stop breaking the fourth wall. It well, I like to tell people it's on, we're recording this on the third of February. He just gets excited that we're actually like yeah. on the ball. Uh, I like to tell people when you record, <laughs> if possible, if I remember to, because then if something fucking awful happens and they're like, Why didn't you guys mention the fact that this horrible thing happened? I'm gonna be like, Well, we recorded it like before that shit happened, so that's why we missed it. Um, that did happen. Gosh, that was back at the beginning of quarantine, of the great quar, the great yeah, quarantine. You were like, a couple episodes in before we were like, so quarantined. (laughs) (laughs) So just so you know, it's February 3rd now, but you're hearing this the weekend going into Valentine's Day. So all you lovers out there, sit back, buckle in, because we're going Canadian with My Bloody Valentine. All right. When did this come out? What was going on and what year? What are we talking about? All right. So this movie came out. February 11th, 1981. That's right. We're watching the original, not the 2009 remake, which I believe was American-made. So, 81. I was two. I was not yet You were negative. (laughs) I would turn two at the end of the year, but you know what I mean. You get it. For those of you who want to stroll down memory lane of 1981, it was the year Reagan was sworn in and the Iran hostage crisis came to an end. Reagan and John Paul II, mm-hmm. the Pope at the time, were both shot and survived that year. Oh. Separately. They weren't together, like, hanging out, and someone shot both of them. Well, like, also wasn't the same person. Yeah. Uh, they were both, at some point during that year, 
uh, shot and they survived. assassination attempts. Yeah. That was also the year that Raiders of the Lost Ark came out. <laughs> Fucking A. <laughs> Who doesn't love Indiana Jones? Um, all three of them. There's only three. There's not a fourth. Fourth one doesn't <laughs> exist. Uh, <laughs> Prince Charles and Lady Diana were married that year. Yep. And they lived happily ever after, and nothing bad the ever happened to either of them. And MTV debuted in 1981. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that were born that year, not me, uh, <laughs> Elijah Wood, Chris Evans, Beyonce, and Serena Williams. Nice. Um, I see Serena Williams and Beyonce especially, and I'm like, those are adults who are holding their shit down, <laughs> and they are one year than, older than me. They are younger and than me. Make me feel like a huge failure. <laughs> Aww. Uh, yeah. <laughs> People that died that year: uh, William Wyler, the filmmaker; uh, Patty Chayefsky, who was a novelist who also wrote *Network*. I fucking okay. love that movie. Yeah. Uh, Natalie Wood. And oh. William Holden. It's a bad year for *Network*. Yeah. With William Holden, Patty Chayefsky. So there you go. That was the year 1981. Um, so My Bloody Valentine. Canadian 1981. Uh-huh. My Bloody Valentine. It is rated R. Okay. It is. We're watching the director's cut. Thank you, Screen Factory. I know for a fact. Yeah, I was going to say Screen Factory just put out. I almost got it for you for Christmas. Yeah, they, they put out the one with the figure, mm-hmm. the mega figure. That yeah. was going to oh, be yeah. one of your Christmas presents, and then I was like, I don't know. I've never heard him talk about that movie before. And here we are watching Exactly. It. Go with your gut, friends. Yeah. We're watching the director's cut. It is one hour and 33 minutes long. That's the director's cut. It's longer. Ooh. Uh, we're going to get into, let me talk about the cast and crew, and then we'll talk about why the director's cut even exists. So this movie was directed by uh, George Mahalka. I think it's how you say his name. It's M-I-H-A-L-K-A. Uh, he was born in Hungary, but raised, I believe, in Canada. And went on to do a number of Canadian like broadcasts and movies. And But this is kind of what we're going to know him from. All right. It was produced, and the story came from Stephen A. Miller. And it was written by John Baird, who wrote the remake that came out in 2009. Uh, that we are not watching. Yeah, we're not watching. So the cast, I'm going to just list off some names and who they play. Most of them didn't really do anything Much after, okay. notable that we would be able to really talk about. I mean, like soaps and whatnot in Canada. But So Paul Kelman plays TJ. And the bear. Larry Hallier plays Sarah. Neil Affleck plays Axel, who <laughs> would go on to work on the Simpsons animation department and direct a few Simpsons episodes. Cool. So there you go. Uh, Keith Knight plays Hollis. Who was Fink in Meatballs? I love so, Meatballs. There you go. Fink. I know that's why I brought okay. it up. I'm trying to think. Uh, you know what that means? This means I have to watch it again. Yep. Alf Humphreys. Oh, I A-L-F. love the name Alf. Alf. Yeah. Alf. Um, alien life form plays Howard, who also was Lester, one of the sheriff's department members in First Blood, the the first Rambo film. So okay. there you go. Cynthia Dale plays Patty. Like that she name. She was Sheila in Moonstruck. <gasps> <laughs> I know my audience. Sheila. So Sheila. Johnny is his head. Johnny is his bride. I love that man. Uh, but I can never love him back. <laughs> Sorry, that's uh, Sheila. 
Patricia. Gosh, the unspoken other member of our podcast, my dear friend Kristen. I feel like I should be calling her right now. We need to get her to guest on an episode, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so Patricia Hamilton plays Mabel, and she was Rachel Lind in the 1985 Anna of Green Gables movie. <gasps> I know her. There you go. I Again... I know my audience. <laughs> I know Rachel Lynn. Uh, <laughs> and I, I know her face, too, but I didn't know the actress who played her. Uh, Helen Udy plays Sylvia. She was, was in she last, in last week's, week's Pin. Yeah. She was uh, Leon's date. Oh, that's that right. That scared the shit out of with Pin in that uh, wheelchair. Mm-hmm. That nightmare sequence. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, Peter Cowper plays the minor slash Harry Warden. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, all right. So there you go. That's our cast. That's our crew. Do I get uh, a poster? So this is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me an original poster, and I try to determine the plot of the movie. So I know there's a miner. Okay, so there is a... It's a mining hat. And in the lamp, there are two couples, and somebody killing them. There's blood. My bloody valentine. There's more than one way to lose your heart. So I'm going to say that this is a, there's a serial killer who is targeting young couples and a bunch of people with red hats are like, we don't care. We're going to have a couple's dance party anyway. And everyone's like, don't do it. They're a guy literally targeting young couples. No, we're going to do it anyway. And they're all murdered. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Am I right? <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Guys, that's never happened before! That's never happened before! Uh, so let me throw out some trivia. I think it'll help clarify. Uh, this movie was shot in actual coal mines up to 900 feet below the surface. I don't fuck with coal mines, yeah. In the yo. Sydney mines in Nova Scotia. Uh, I live in West Virginia. I don't um, fuck with coal mines. The producer said the idea came from wanting a holiday-themed slasher. This was in the early 80s post-Halloween slasher boom. Okay. Where they were like, fuck, they named it Halloween. That's a holiday. And it went over like gangbusters. So they were like, oh, we have a title. But to hide the title because they didn't want to give away the theme and have someone steal like the idea because mm-hmm. everyone was trying like in 1980 81 everyone was making slasher films because they were like oh my god Halloween made so much fucking yeah. money and then Halloween 2 came out and it was also fucking huge but they called this movie a secret while they were shooting it and then they hid the title My Bloody Valentine which they had from the beginning mm-hmm. because they didn't want to lose that title because that is a fucking awesome yeah. title this is Quentin Tarantino's favorite slasher film of all time, and he's gone on record saying that several times. Nice. I don't agree with him. (laughs) I don't think this is the best slasher film of all time. Well, I don't agree with a lot of Quentin Tarantino's decisions. I literally was just talking about Halloween, like a minute ago. Right. Uh, So that's the thing. And Friday the 13th. But uh, the MPAA, and why we talked about there being a director's cut, the MPAA cut five minutes footage which was most of the gore from this movie because this came out a couple months after John Lennon was assassinated okay and they were like nope and they were really like gutting and taking all the teeth out of horror films and this one really suffered because forever 
all the gore was gone. So, like, everything they'd shot with, like, blood and gore, it was just, like, oh. And right before something would happen, they would cut away. And so, for years, people were like, by the way, Valentine's not that gory. Like, it's, like have we finally realized, like, there's not a connection between violence no. and what people watch or whatever? No, we haven't. Okay. Because, you know... People like people realize before we had TV and radio and even the upper like life was a lot more dis- like disgusting. You saw people die. You well, yeah. saw cavemen were never violent because they didn't have TV. <laughs> right, exactly. So it wasn't until TV that people started murdering <laughs> each other and shit. Um, so crazy to me. Thank you, Scream Factory, because they found the gory bits <laughs> and put them back in the fucking. They director's stuffed them back bed. in there and. I think that this it helped give this movie a reappraisal and people were like, oh, fuck yeah, this movie's super fun. Because before it was like kind of neutered. Mm-hmm. Like you're watching it and you're like, eh, I mean, eh, the characters aren't that interesting. I mean, the kills aren't that great. But now you're like, fuck yeah, these kills are pretty good. Okay. So so we're watching this. And this is like, I'm I guarantee just it's not like you. Shutter, right? I don't think it's on Shutter, but you, you could. It's got to be on Prime. You might have to pay for it. It's worth it. I will just say this: mm-hmm. if you were wanting a movie that every chance it gets throws in your face that it is Valentine's Day, this is your movie. Nice. Like, there's not a missed opportunity to be like, so what time of the year is this? It's fucking Valentine's well, Day. Well, there's that. Yeah, there's that. Uh, oh gosh, who? There's another movie called Valentine's Day. It came out a little while ago. The nineties. No, it came out in like the two thousands. It was Taylor Swift and Taylor Lautner and Jamie Foxx. Oh, we're thinking of there's a horror like. Oh no! This is just like a scream slasher called Valentine's Day. No, this is just. I think it's Val- Valentine's or Valentine's Day. Average. It was in that like uh, post scream boom that uh, happened. Oh well. There was a post Halloween boom and there was a post scream boom. All right. Well, we're off to watch my bloody Valentine. Uh, and we'll Valentine's see you Day. on the we'll see you on the flip side. Happy Valentine's Day. Hold hold your loved one close to you as you watch this gory insanity. We love you. Mind the doors. bad time this time of year how many times is he gonna tell this story oh let him tell it i love fairy tales this ain't no fairy tale little girl if you don't take it seriously you're a fool (laughs) the first valentine's dance in 20 years has to be something special You gotta get a lot of exercise if you're gonna grapple with Gretchen. Oh yeah? Well, I got a Valentine for her that she's never gonna forget. <laughs> right to the heart, huh? In this town on Valentine's Day, everybody loses their heart. Roses are red, violets are blue. One is dead, and so are you. It can't be happening again. It can't be happening again.
behind bluffs. It looks like Harry Warden's back in town. It happened once. It happened twice. Cancel the dancer, it'll happen twice. In the town of Valentine Bluffs, there are many ways to die. Take your pick. My bloody Valentine. Hey guys, welcome back from watching my bloody valentine um, a story in which my first comment was you can tell this is hollywood because miners don't have that much for safety gear to which josh said oh remember this is canadian they do there and he was right in west virginia in our minds you're not given a full face mask of oxygen Hence black lung disease. Uh, and, <laughs> and mine explosions. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, they're, they're minors. And I'm going to call, before I gush about how much I love this movie, I just want to say one thing. Mm. Even when they come out of the mine and they're dirty, they're still not super dirty. Yeah, exactly. Like, that, you see coal miners for real and they're like fucking black from head to toe. Yeah. And like, even when they're totally clean, they always have like a gray to them. Like, yeah. especially in their nails. God love them. They, uh... uh so this movie scared the ever-loving shit out of you. <laughs> it was pretty great. It made me love this movie even more than I kind of already and again, did. they were at random times of, like, not scary stuff. Like, I went through the roof when, um... What's his name? He had that stupid name. Anyway, the kid, like, jumped from the rafters of the mine and was like, Woo! Yeah. I lost my shit. I just... I just think it's interesting that we each have weird triggers. I, I mean, yours like is a little scares. more common. Like, you, jump scares really bother you. Yeah, I don't like them at uh, all. And for listeners at home, if you're wondering, what unnerves you, Josh? It's when Ooh, characters lose large sums of money. Mismanaged money. <laughs> yeah, it really, like... Josh gets it goes, goes over the anxiety uh, wall like, with that one. Um, the game with uh, Michael Douglas... That movie is not not a good one for me to watch. How about, um, what was that one with Adam Sandler? Uncut Gems. Not a great one for me to watch. <laughs> but you watched it like three times. Nope, just the ones in theaters. And that was the one that our friend Jason Duesenberry was like, that movie was like a two hour and ten minute panic attack <laughs> that I will gladly, I loved, but I will gladly never watch again. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was. <laughs> this movie felt like a... Very long sustained panic attack for you mm -hmm. for the back the half. back half yeah yeah um, <laughs> this movie was so much fun. Do you want to give us a synopsis? So, <laughs> okay, it all began with the death of some miners in an explosion, and I don't mean like people under eighteen. I mean death of coal miners in an explosion. And the reason that nobody came to their rescue was because they were having a Valentine's Day dance. Because the town's name is Valentine. And Valentine's Valentine Bluffs. Yeah. And by the time they got to rescue them, there was only one left and he had gone crazy. And the next day, or like the next Valentine's Day, he killed all the people 
in charge of the Valentine's Day dance or in charge of the mine? I don't know. So anyway, so they haven't done a Valentine's Day dance for like 20 years. And now he's back. Right? <laughs> it's it's Harry Warden is the miner who was trapped underground and went I crazy. I love that name. And he comes back to get his revenge on anyone who's trying to have a Valentine's Day dance. Right. Oh, that's a lot easier. Yeah. Um, I was just that was a lot more succinct. What does IMDb say? Uh, a decades-old folk tale surrounding a deranged murderer killing those who celebrate Valentine's Day turns out to be... False. Turns out to be true to legend when a group defies the killer's orders and people start turning up dead. That, that decades-old folk tale. <laughs> 20 years. Um, 20 years. That, that is decades. That is two decades. Well, that's Technically, that earns the plural. That just makes um, me so mad. So this movie, weirdly, I love it. I did, too. But it is pieces of other movies. Um, what do you mean? So this movie definitely qualifies as a slasher. And before we get into, uh, you know, let's kind of talk for a second about what a slasher is. Okay. Is there an official definition? Yes. Okay. So it's a subgenre of horror films. And it usually involves a killer murdering a group of people, usually by using a bladed weapon. And it's, while it's a generic term for any horror film involving murder, film analysts cite an established set of characteristics which set slasher films apart from other horror subgenres i.e. splatter and psychological horror films. All right. Um, slasher films usually adhere to a specific formula. A past wrongful action causes severe trauma that is reinforced by a commemoration or anniversary that reactivates or re-inspires the killer. Built around stock and murder sequences, the films draw upon the audience's feelings of catharsis, recreation, and displacement as related to sexual pleasure. Good God, that's a heavy definition. Uh, oh, yeah. And then we get into common tropes, which is the final girl trope, right? We all know it started with, they always say Halloween, but technically I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre. With the good girl, yeah. You know, the, the one girl who lives to the end. I th- uh, I would go further back than that. A trope. Well, I was going to say a trope that Evil Dead separated uh, yeah, I was gonna by say having the final boy. Right. With Ash. Well, but even in Dawn, um, Day of the Dead... Night of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, right? The first one who is killed. That's, yeah, that's not a slasher though. Is but I mean, even then, though, the first one that's yeah. killed is a blonde. We're talking like strictly within the slasher. Oh, formula. okay. So, sorry. Um, <laughs> this movie came out in what is considered the golden age of slasher films. <laughs> so, like, what is that? Like eighty four, eighty five. Uh, it's usually cited between nineteen seventy eight, nineteen eighty four. Oh, um, so close. The slasher films that came out. That kind of preceded our Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which was 74, Black Christmas, which is 74, but Halloween, which came out in 78, really kicked the spree off, which led to Friday the 13th, one year earlier than this movie in 1980. And then we started getting Friday the 13th movies mm-hmm. every year. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was 84, and they just had a glut of slasher films. It became like what was the. It, it subgenre yeah. of horror, the way that in the early two thousands it was torture porn, like uh, yeah, this um, was the, you know, what... hmm, yeah, yeah, they did kind of like when thinking about like the nineteen eighties, think about MTV, Neon Colors, Freddy, Michael, Jason, that so kind of stuff. Yeah, this movie is is it's a mixture to me of. Parts of Halloween, 
Pots and then by proxy, Halloween, a little bit of um, Friday the 13th, the first Friday the 13th. Okay. Where it's, oh, this thing happened 20 years ago. 20 years ago, my son Jason. Right. Well, you know, he was no one was watching Jason. So it has that connection. And then the mayor and chief of police has kind of a inverted Jaws feel. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, oh, we can't tell anyone that the killer, Harry Warden's back in town. You or do it'll, have like, that. ruin our town. Right. You know, all the cops are coming. I didn't understand that at all. Yeah, it was a little... Like, eh. Eh. Okay. Eh. But, so, yeah, it's definitely a slasher, and it definitely pulls from those other movies. Yep. Which I think is why I like it so much. That in <laughs> this movie is gory as fuck. I love the hometown feel. Yeah. Of an entire town decorated in crepe paper for three days. Mm-hmm. That sounds adorable and fun. Um, well, crazy thing about that was... Was? That was filmed in the Sydney Mines in Nova Scotia during a uh, steel crisis. And they were looking at shutting down all the mines because pollution had gotten so bad. So the area they filmed in was filled with uh, all different kinds of mines, right? Okay. Um... Now, what kind were they supposed to be mining? Did they ever really They're say? They're coal mines. Okay. It's a coal mine they shot in. They don't actually ever say, hey, we're mining coal, yeah, but it's okay. a coal mine. Yeah, okay. Make sure um, I didn't forget that. The actual mine from the movie is now a museum that you can go to for in Nova Scotia. No. For, <laughs> like, how we have in West Virginia, the Beckley Exhibition yeah, Coal Mine, that's where you theirs. can be like, hey, let's go experience what it's like to be a coal miner. Spoiler Sorry. alert, it sucks. I'd say side note, it ain't good. Um, yeah, and the thing that's crazy about the mine in this movie is the director stated that they wanted to use the mine in this movie because they liked the way it looked. It had a neat look. And the townspeople apparently were so excited. They're like, oh my God, the coal mine's being closed, but they're going to make a movie in it. Mm-hmm. And that's going to make tourism boom. Spoiler, it did not do that. Oh, but the people were so excited and so well-meaning that when they found out, oh, they're going to shoot a movie in our coal mine, they were so well-meaning that they spent $50,000 mm. to clean the mine and paint it after oh, they had they accepted the shoot there. And then the film, the film crew came in and they're like, oh, no, what did you do? And they're like, we made it look good. So they had to spend seventy-five grand. Of the film's budget oh. to make the mines look like they looked before the town cleaned them for them. Oops. So, <laughs> well-meaning, but misplaced. Oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah. Um, it's a tinge of sadness. Yeah, it's crazy because they shot like as far down as 900 feet for most of the movie. And so they had to use special lights because methane builds up at that level and it will cause an explosion. Ooh. Depending on what kind of lights you use. That's terrifying. Yeah. Is, um, was it worth it? That's actually what caused the upper big branch mine explosion here in West Virginia was the early odds. They weren't using the correct ventilation and enough methane built up that it caused an explosion and it found out that the company um, and the gentleman that ran it that I'm not going to mention his name because fuck him, he wanted to skimp on certain yeah. things like safety and equipment for humans that are making him rich. Yeah. So, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck you, Don Blankenship. Um, and he tried to run for governor and just any, last year. Any coal baron 
robber baron, rich person who makes their money off working class people who are just trying to put food on their table, eat the biggest dick ever. Um, Josh, tell us how you really feel about that. Yeah, fuck him. Um, (laughs) Fuck people that take advantage of hardworking people. Uh, Most of the houses in this town (laughs) (laughs) were company houses and company homes, and they're actually still there. So this is a movie you could kind of go tour basically everything they shot at. We live near one of those here in West Virginia, but for... um, yeah, well, for the nitrous plant. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think it was fun and a good nod that the film takes place on Thursday, February 12th, and ends on Saturday, Valentine's Day the 14th, which means this movie also takes place mm-hmm. on, on Friday, Friday the, the 13th. 13th. Which they is never really address it, though. A nice little tip of the hat to... Friday the 13th. They never, they specifically, you hear the date in the beginning and you know, obviously at the end of the dance. Yeah. And let's be honest for a second. Let's do this. Friday the 13th came out uh, like six months before. Okay. And this came out uh, probably six months before Friday the 13th part two. Okay. Um, obviously there's what, 13 Friday the 13th movies? 12 Friday the 13th movies. I'm not going I think to ask, 12. Okay. Um, at 12, because I think they needed one more to make 13. Do I need to make some calls? But I want you, listener, to divorce Let's do this. I've every Friday the 13th <laughs> from the first film. I just want you to take into account the first Friday the 13th. As a standalone. Just by itself. Okay. Jamie Lee Curtis. No. What? What movie am I thinking of? You're thinking of Halloween. Oh, sorry. Yeah, horror card revoked. Um, (laughs) Whatever. This movie is a better movie than Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, the first one that's Jason, right? Nope. Nope. Kind of. I don't want to ruin it because we're going to watch it eventually. Like, I know that I grew up near Voorhees, New Jersey. Oh, okay. (sighs) You mean the movie with Jamie Lee Curtis in it? And... I try. Um, whatever. <laughs> Shut up, Josh. Um, but well, we're gonna spoiler alert. There's one Friday the Thirteenth this year. It's in August. We are going to do some Friday the Thirteenth films this year. In spoiler August. alert! I'll not remember that. I will. <laughs> but um, this movie is better than the first Friday the Thirteenth, and I don't know why this film bombed. I mean, I guess they it didn't took the, have Kevin they Bacon took in the it. Gore out. And that's, <laughs> I like how in your head, Friday the 13th stars Kevin Bacon and Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> it's a really, and somehow Laura Dern's in there. I don't want to talk about it. all these movies into, into one. Um, so yeah. Okay. Does this movie, so do slasher movies typically follow the archive method? Uh, yeah. Okay, so we're following the uh, A-R-K-O-F-F after Samuel's the archive, the... Uh, exploitation producer extraordinaire whose formula was based on his name A. Action yes yeah. action right yeah. away people's hearts are cut out they're yeah <laughs> oh yeah oh. Uh, the gore in this she's is, impaled right away the, the gore in this movie is pretty spot on 
There's a woman the, missing and they never address it. Um, which one's missing? They never address it. The one from the very, very, very beginning. The cold open. Oh. Yeah. I mean, they're just like, he needed a heart. Yeah. To but him. it's never like, oh, that girl Tina's missing. I'm assuming it's a hitchhiker. Anytime like people disappear oh. in movies and no one gives a shit, I'm like, probably a hitchhiker. Oh. That was a big thing back in the 80s. Just murder. Murder, murder. and hitchhikers. Murder and um, hippies. What Revol- is your favorite... Hmm? Well, we'll talk about it in a second. Okay, There's revolutionary. Okay. Is this a revolutionary? No. No, not at all. I love it, though. <laughs> it's revolutionary and then it takes place in a mine. Uh, I think this... We talked about this... But it is formulaic. With Pin, maybe? Mm. Yeah, it was with Pin. Like, a movie can so follow a formula that that's why you love it. Fair. Like, right... Yes. This movie is such That's a That's what I mean. Like, it, it follows the formula, but it, it's not like a monster. It's a minor. And it, you know, like that, there's that little twist to it. Yeah. Um, killing, yes, right off the bat, and lots of it throughout. Oratory? The silence you hear is what we're thinking. No. <laughs> no, there's no oratory. There's an iconic figure. But that's not the same as oratory. Fantasy and fornication, yes. In the first killing, uh, there's, you know, there's the fornication. And fantasy, yeah. Uh, The idea of this, well, I don't know. Is this, could this happen? Let's, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Like, are there like deranged murderers who kill people? Yes. Do they often dress up in like elaborate costumes and create insane Elaborate calling cards. Also, yes. Not really. Okay. That's not normal. That's more way more fanciful. Okay. Like, it's like a miner who cuts people's hearts out and mails it. Like, that's not a normal thing. But with the killing, what was your favorite death in this movie? Um, the aforementioned guy whose name I don't remember, when uh, he was dropped down through the shaft and his head flapped off. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I liked the... Um, Lady who owned the laundromat. Mm-hmm. Oh, in when the they dryer. Found her in the dryer. That was gross. That smell would have been yes next level. Gross. <laughs> Fuck yeah, this movie. Um, it was something else. Let trivia. Me, let me throw a little more trivia at you. Yes. So this Neil, movie has quite a following. Yeah, the star Neil Affleck said that the identity Affleck. of the film's killer was kept a secret even from the cast because they didn't want the actress to know who was the real killer. However, he figured out that he was probably the killer when after being cast, he was sent to makeup to be fitted for a fake arm that would be ripped off by the killer. Ripped off by the end, remember? When oh, he's yeah. just like sawing his own arm off. So that he can go run away. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a franchise? Is there a two or a three of the of this? My no. Bloody Valentine no. part two? Um, Josh, what are we... So... The director tried to get a sequel made a few, like... It seems like it would be prime Probably like in the 90s. I think the 90s or the early 2000s. Yeah. Well, obviously in the 80s. And they were like, no, this movie did not was not the success we were hoping it would be. And but then the second he thought been. people kind of came around to it. And, and I think it was like the late 90s, early 2000s. He was like, I have an idea for a sequel. And they were like, no. Oh. <laughs> so it did get a remake. Mm-hmm. Um... So this movie has been remade, so it's a one-on-one. So well, it just has the original and the remake. Would I watch this again? Yes, actually, I would. 
This movie is super fun. Like, There's something fun about watching a good good old-fashioned slasher movie. I forgot how much I like this movie. Not in the moment. I don't like it in the moment, but... Uh, like, I think I even said at the beginning, based on my memory, because I hadn't seen this movie in a long time, that I liked Friday the 13th more. But no. Like, I think this movie's way better than Friday the 13th. I think, interesting. I think if, if you had just shown me these back-to-back and, like late 80, early 81 when they respectively came out, mm-hmm. I would have said this would have been the franchise and not Friday the 13th. Now, before people raise their pitchforks and come after me, okay, yeah. let's be honest, almost everything that you and I love about the Friday the 13th movies started in Friday the 13th Part 2. I do know so that. take a fucking chill pill, people. Um, I'm not saying Friday the 13th, the first one's a bad movie. I'm just saying, like, one-to-one, I like this movie more. Okay. I so, won't I won't come at you. My Jamie Lee Curtis, Laura Dern, Kevin Bacon movie in my head is loving you. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Directed by David Lynch. I would watch this with uh, the teenager and maybe the younger one when he becomes a teenager. Again, I think I would add this to the Parthenon of, uh, or the Pantheon, I guess, of horror movies like i'm looking up at the mural i don't see there's no minor in there is there no harry warden huh um which actually it's weird because harry warden doesn't even exist like that's kind of the twist of the movie spoiler alert there is no harry warden is dead from the beginning of the movie so after his original rampage 20 years ago he was put in an insane asylum, and then he died there. And Neil Affleck's character is the child of one of the miners Harry Warden killed in front of him. And so I guess they're, the resurgence thing they talked yeah. about with the slasher definition, the seeing right Valentine's in. Day come back triggered those memories and turned him into Harry Warden. But, but So that's the thing. And we have... Uh, Josh has a big mural of all the great horror uh, monsters, and and the miner would fit right in, right? I mean, I mean, they gave a pretty prominent spot to Jason Voorhees, <laughs> uh, and weirdly, Bob from Day of the Dead is right below him. That's just a weird pairing. I mean, I huh. enjoy it, but well, okay. What are we watching next week? Um, Next week, when it'll be like, what, like the 21st, something like that? Yeah, I think. Math, Anywho. bad. Uh, I wanted to do... Obviously, we're doing Canadian movies. And I was like, oh, we, did a, we did two movies from the 80s from Canada. I kind of want to do something from the 90s, because the 90s is the forgotten era of 90s horror. 90s is my era. Yeah, but it's not a great decade for horror. That's um, why I like it so much. It's weird. It's like... The better the decade goes, the less horror films there are. Hmm. Right? Like, the 80s when there's a Cold War and everyone thought the world was going to fucking end. We got a golden age of horror films. The 90s when everything was kind of okay. We don't get so many. We were still in Kuwait, but we did have um, a zero deficit. Yeah. So we're going to do Cube. I think I talked about it with Pin. And I was like, it may make an appearance. It's making an appearance. Is Jennifer Lopez in that? Nope. I know exactly what movie you're thinking of, though. What um, am I thinking of? Oh, what is it called? With, um... What's his name from Law & Order? Criminal Intent. Ah, it's 
Oscar's Never Crazy, where she goes inside his brain. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. I'm sorry, listeners who are screaming at their. Sorry, Kristen. Right sorry, Jason. Um, it'll. I, sorry, we'll we'll stop recording, and then I'm going to look at Cindy and be like, "God damn it, that was the answer." Anyway, what do we want to do um, next week? We're watching the Cube. We're watching Cube. 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 From what year? I 1998, I think. Okay, that's year I graduated high school. Yay! I was not still in high school. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then until next week. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. And we fucking loved this movie. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs>